and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Exodus 5 and 6. It got worse. Why, God, why? Understanding God's plan. How can slavery possibly get worse? Think supply chain. Last year in 2020, when uh, COVID-19 pandemic literally shut down the world, it cut off the supply chain that delivers raw materials to manufacturers who then turn them into products that we consume. Take toilet paper. All of a sudden there was a high demand. The wholesalers and distributors emptied their warehouses to send what they had to the retailers. Then they placed more orders to the manufacturers. However, the manufacturers only had so much raw materials in stock. Once that was used up, how could they get more? The supply chain was broken. In this next chapter on our story, the Israelites of the Israelites in captivity, Moses, with all good intentions, makes things worse. Let's dig in. We're in Exodus chapter 5. So after this presentation to Israel's leaders, Moses and Aaron went and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. Is that so, retorted Pharaoh. And who is this Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. But Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, they declared. So let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. If we don't, he will kill us with a plague or with the sword. Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their tasks? Get back to work. Look, there are many of your people in the land and you are stopping them from their work. That same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and the Israelite foremen. Do not supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves, but still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That's why they are crying out. Let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. Load them down with more work. Make them sweat. That will teach them to listen to lies. 
So the slave drivers and foremen went out and told the people, this is what Pharaoh says. I will not provide any more straw for you. Go and get it yourselves. Find it wherever you can, but you must produce just as many bricks as before. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in search of stubble to use as straw. Meanwhile, the Egyptian slave drivers continued to push hard. Meet your daily quota of bricks, just as you did when, you provi when we provided you with straw, they demanded. Then they whipped the Israelite foreman they had put in charge of the work crews. Why haven't you met your quotas either yesterday or today, they demanded. So the Israelite foreman went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him, please don't treat your servants like this, they begged. We are given no straw, but the slave drivers still demand, make bricks. We are being bitten, beaten, beaten, but it isn't our fault. Your own people are to blame. But Pharaoh shouted, you're just lazy, lazy. That's what you're saying. Let us go and offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still produce the full quota of bricks. The Israelite foreman could see that they were in serious trouble when they were told you must not reduce the number of bricks you make each day. As they left Pharaoh's courts, they confronted Moses and Aaron who were waiting outside for them. The foreman said to them, may the Lord judge and punish you for making us stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword into their hands and an excuse to kill us. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested. Why have you brought all this trouble on your people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people and you have done nothing to rescue them. Moses was mad. And to be honest, I really don't blame him, you know? And Pharaoh is just plain evil. He was just plain evil. He's a seed of Satan. So Exodus 6, then Lord told Moses, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name Yahweh to them. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them under its terms. I promised to give them the land of Canaan where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel who are now slaves to the Egyptians. And I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you to the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I 
am the Lord. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They became too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him to let the people of Israel leave this country. But Lord, Moses objected, my own people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to listen? I'm such a clumsy speaker. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders for the Israelites and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And we will see where that goes next. So at the end of, of Exodus 6, we have um, the lineage or genealogy of Levi, um, one of the sons of Jacob or Israel. So Moses and Aaron can come from the line of Levi and their descendants will become the priests uh, of the promised land. So uh, Levi, the son of Jacob, had a son named Kohath, who had a son named Amram, not making this up. And that's the father of Moses and Aaron. All right, I'll spare you all the other names. But here's some things to think about. Why does God allow the situation to get worse? It's not like God didn't know what was going on. He sees everything, the good and the bad. God hears our groans too. And if you click on over to my blog, there's a link to an article I did a few months ago called, you know, Hard Times Even in the Kingdom of God. God had a plan. All suffering would be avenged. Moses protested, as we all do. How many times have you said, why God, why? We are impatient. We want our problems fixed right away. We also don't see how, action, how actions have consequences. Moses approaching Pharaoh only made him mad and he took it out on the poor Israelites. He cut off their supply of straw needed to make bricks, yet they still had to meet a certain daily quota. They had to go find straw and bring it back to make the bricks. We need to focus on God's promises and not our troubles. God essentially told Moses, trust me. And we read in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. God's I will promises. God had to remind Moses who he was. He also reaffirmed his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for the promised land, the land of Canaan, Israel. He also promised, I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. That's in verse six. Jesus frees us from the yoke of sin and our slavery to idolatry, religion, and pride. God said, I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. It's also verse six. Jesus redeemed us with his powerful arms stretched on the cross and he will judge everyone. And God said, I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Verse seven, when we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and savior, he claims us as his children, his heirs. We become children of God. Then finally, I will bring you into the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. And that happened on May 14th, 
1948, 73 years ago today. Yes. Besides that, Jesus promises his children will live in a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more pain, sorrow, or death. That is our promised land and our confident hope. Do you have that confident hope? If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, what you have to do is believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Then receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. And how do you do that? You invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Oh, solideo gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.